Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley and is sponsored by Hillel Stanford, Upwest, and Hippo Insurance. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23. We have Larry Klein, the mayor of Sunnyvale, California. Mayor Larry Klein represents the city of Sunnyvale's over 155,000 residents and moved to Sunnyvale more than 30 years ago. Prior to serving the city council, Mayor Klein served nine years on the Sunnyvale Planning Commission, as well as serving as board member for several local nonprofits. Larry has extensive experience in Silicon Valley's tech industry, trained as a software engineer. His current day job is as a program manager at the East-based startup, Knovo. Larry, thank you for being on the show. Happy to be here. You know, I have to say that most that, you know, with the background that you have, I see it a lot in meetings in the company that I work for, but usually it's a virtual background because they want to seem like they're in a government office. (laughs) For you, it's not a virtual background. It's an actual background. Yeah, I actually came to City Hall today. Uh, Definitely, I've been sheltering in place the majority of the time. That being said, you know, every now and then I do need to come in and get to the backlog of actual physical mail that I get on on a weekly basis. Of course. So Larry, mayor of Sunnyvale, let's just jump into it. What is it like being mayor? So it's very interesting. So I was um, elected to council in 2016, uh, chosen as mayor in January of 2019. And it's, uh, so our council ends up choosing the mayor every two years. And so being mayor has been a lot of fun. Uh, you realize that you don't have that much power as mayor. Uh, you realize that you uh, run the council meetings, you meet with the city manager to set the agendas. But other than that, it's basically like being on council. But your one big power is networking people together. And so especially during the time of COVID-19, networking the right people together is a critical thing in the community. You know, you are counselor in chief so, you know, we have a police chief who, who is in charge of public safety. Uh, this, the, the manager, the, the, you know, the city manager who runs uh, the city staff. But the mayor, the mayor is there to hear, you know, people's issues, people's questions, and, you know, make people feel safe or answer, you know, what, what they're, what, when they have what's going to happen, you know, making, making sure that they're feeling, you know, fine in their community. Sure. So, so just for, for whoever doesn't, doesn't know, and I, for example, don't know, what, what, is, it, what is a council in the context of, of, you know, let's say Sunnyvale City Council? Absolutely. So uh, the majority of the cities uh, in California have a council of five to nine uh, council members. And some, sometimes, depending on the city, they have a directly elected mayor. And we're actually moving to a directly elected mayor from a Sunnyvale standpoint. But those, those council members um, set the policies, set the priorities for a city. And then the majority of the cities, then they have a city manager who reports to council and a city attorney who reports to council. And the city manager implements the directives of council based upon you know, their management experience. And so the council is, select, is elected from every city and it's normally a four-year term, depending upon your city. Uh, so, you know, some cities have directly elected mayors. Some of them, the councils uh, themselves right. choose what happens. 
we meet twice a month, at least twice a month, to uh, have staff reports review what's going on in the city, you know, new study issues, you know, approve the normal bills, all that, all the standard the operation of the city. Do the different council members have different responsibilities or jurisdictions within the city, you know, scope, or are they more like board members where they have voting power on every given issue? So right now, uh, so two things. Uh, right now, our council is at large. The entire council is represents every council member represents the entire city. Uh, we're actually moving to districts in the November 2020 election, so that you know six of the council members. Each, each uh, council member will represent one-sixth of the city, and then we'll have a directly elected mayor who represents the entire city. But each council member gets a vote on all city matters. And so it's, it's one of seven. And so even as, as mayor, you don't have a lot of additional power. You have to build that coalition, which is sometimes sure. an issue because of the Brown Act. But, but you know, every council member uh, should represent uh, the, the needs and the questions of the entire city. No, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, so obviously we're in a fascinating time and, and I have the privilege of speaking now to, to the mayor of a city that has so many great, you know, tech and companies that are making incredible strides, both in, in terms of, of helping people in the new norms, but also in, right. in finding ways to combat this, this uh, pandemic. So what, what is it, how, how is your day-to-day job different now than it was, let's say, three months ago? Sure. So definitely a lot more um, conference calls, just like this one. Uh, But the biggest thing is um, staying up to date on what's happening at the federal, at the state, the county level. You know, we have conference calls uh, from an elected standpoint, you know, private conference calls with county officials like every other day. But then it's the press releases and often conflicting press releases at the state level with the county level uh, or the federal level, you know, staying up to date on all that is, is really important. And then uh, from a, from a council member standpoint, you know, I also have a day job. So if you're in San Jose or San Francisco, it's a full-time job and full-time pay. The majority of the cities around, around the Bay area, um, that's just a, you know, council member is a part-time job. So a lot of us have day jobs also. So I have, you know, jumping from, from council, from conference calls as mayor to conference calls as a program manager at my startup is uh, the mix of the day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, Larry. You're <laughs> pro- wait, wait, wait. You're the program manager at a startup while you're a mayor? Absolutely. So the majority of council, you know, so we have half of our council members are, you know, working in full-time jobs right now. And because it's what the, what the city pays you is a stipend. It's not a full-time salary. You know, we have one city staff member that, that helps schedule and manage all of our, all of our, all the council members, you know, issues and questions and all that. But yeah, it's, it, and we're one of the better paid, you know, stipend cities, but that being said, you know, it's not a full-time job. It's not a full-time wage. So, so tell me just a little bit about what, what is the startup that you're doing? Yeah, so I, I work at a battery charging startup. So I'm a software engineer uh, by by training. So I'm a you know bachelor in, in computer science. Uh, I've moved into director and you know manager director. I'm currently a program manager at a a battery charging software company called QNovo. And so what we do is uh, make lithium ion cells uh, extend the life, 
you know, make sure that the battery health is, is very good. And so we were in over 100 million phones between Sony and LG. Wow. And that same cell that, that's in a uh, cell phone is, is exactly what's in an, an EV, an electric vehicle. And so we have a lot of interest from multiple automakers because they're moving into the EV world and extending the battery life is really critical from an EV standpoint because when you're talking about a cell phone, you know, every two or three years, people throw away their cell phone, replace their sure. cell phone. You know, the, the expectation that the auto, from an auto industry standpoint is you'll have that same car 10 years from now. And when right. you have a pack of 100 cells, you know, it's critical to make sure that that life, that you're, that you're not going to have to replace, you know, every battery pack every four or five years from, a, from an automotive standpoint, because an EV, one third of the cost of, of an EV is that battery pack. No, I, I, think, it's, it, I think it's just, it, you know, it's, it's incredible how, you know, on one hand, we can talk for, for a minute about in your, with, a, with the head of a mayor, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're a program manager and a director in, as, in an engineering startup. I think that's just, that's incredible. And so talk to me a little bit about this, this dissonance. So how do you go about, you know, both serving the city and you're, you have a leadership role and, you know, I'm looking at the Facebook Live that you're doing now weekly with your, with the city and you're answering questions live for an hour. And I think it's, I think it's, it's a wonderful endeavor. And, you know, you can see that people are looking at you as some sort of comfort figure. And, you know, you're a person that's representing, representing this pandemic from the federal and governmental standpoint. Right. So how do, how do you deal with this, this dissonance? So, you know, the good thing is I'm program manager. So I get to decide when a lot of the meetings are. You know, it's yes. an international startup. So, so I have a lot of calls in the morning, you know, with Europe. I have evening calls with Asia. So, so I, I'm able to kind of balance that and juggle the different meetings during the day. Uh, right. As far as not trying, trying not to conflict with my council and mayor's, mayor's job. Uh, that being said, you know, there's a lot of phone calls. It's, it, is, it is a big task because, you know, being that counselor, there's a lot of, you know, calling people back. And, and I'll be honest, you know, you know I, I don't call back people back immediately. You know, if I answer the call if I can, but there is the expectation, especially during, you know, the time of the pandemic that people sure. understand. To see how they can help. You know, all that's really important. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, a little bit about your take on on this on this trajectory, because the way that I approach this conversation is I assumed that when people take the role of a mayor or a city council, because it's because they see they see it as a stepping stone later on in politics and to get you know governor or senator and eventually get, you know, possibly to the White House. Is that how you see it? Or, or is this something that you're just passionate about because you love the city? So for me, it's just, uh, you know, I never thought I'd be mayor or let alone council member. You know, I was, I was nine years on the planning commission before, you know, before deciding to run for council. And I was six years on the planning commission that finished in 2010. And at that point, people said, run for city council. And I'm like, I would never want that job. I'm not a politician once I got back on planning commission because they needed people, I saw that, you know, having that, that experience and, and the main reason you run for council is because you love your city. Uh, right now being mayor during these times, you know, 
comforting people, you know, as much as, as much as it can be a, an extra burden, you know, I feel I'm very well placed and have reached out to a lot of, you know, diverse communities within our city to make sure that they feel safe. You know, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm delivering face masks to the, the county shelter. I'm, you know, that networking, that, that, you know, loving your city, however, however you can help out. And that's one of the reasons why you step up to run for city council or mayor. I don't see, you know, moving beyond, you know, to other elected, higher elected um, positions. Sure. You know, for me, it's, it's, you know, it's serving my community. And that's one of the main reasons I ran was, just because I had the right experience, I had the right temperament, you know, living, you know, moving to Sunnyvale 30 years ago and getting to know people running, you know, being on boards and commissions in, in nonprofits, that's an important thing of, of understanding the fabric of your community and realizing how you can best help. Right. So, I mean, you, you get, you have the privilege of looking at this pandemic and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that sociologists are, are are having a are going to have a ball examining you know hundreds of of papers written on on these times and and how social norms are differing and how businesses are changing the way that they're that they're approaching this i'd love to get your input on you know from 30,000 feet up in the air and obviously you're on on the ground level all the time and you're out there and you're and you're talking to the individuals but you're also overseeing the entire city and you can see sort of the different the different progressions that are being made throughout this pandemic. What's been some of the things that maybe surprised you or that didn't surprise you as, as this thing rolled out? Sure. So uh, it's the biggest thing which didn't surprise me is um, seeing how people are trying to help out however they can. You know, this is, this is kind of, for me, I'm super busy. The, the, hearing people that are like bored at home, I'm like, boy, I wish I had that luxury <laughs> yeah. to a certain degree. That being said, you know, seeing so many people, you know, neighborhoods joining together to create masks, you know, one of the things I did was help network, you know, people who needed elastic to, to create face masks. Um, so people that are trying to help out their community, however they can, you know, reading, you know, doing video read-alongs with, for kids online, you know, you see all that, people just wanting to help out, but trying to sit, stay socially distanced is difficult. And then, you know, working with our business community uh, to try to figure out how to help out. So the bigger, the bigger high-tech companies, you know, making those phone calls to say, can you help our Sunnyvale Community Services? Can you help, you know, conceivably what we're, we're creating a business, um, a business program to help some of, the, some of the smaller businesses through this? Because Sunnyvale, 95% of our businesses, you know, we, you think, we're the meeting ground for, you know, Facebook and Apple and Google and LinkedIn yeah. and all the big companies. That being said, 95% of our businesses are 25 people or less. So making sure wow. that, that they are, you know, feeling okay on a daily basis. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going out and having lunch at a different restaurant than still, that's still open, talking to the owners, you know, highlighting yeah. for people to, to go out and, you know, still, still, you know, shop local you know, tip the tip these people because it's hard for restaurants right now to stay afloat because totally, business has dropped totally. off so much. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I see, I see on my feet a lot of my friends in Sunnyvale and and this and the cities that are surrounding this idea of you know this coffee shop that you love so much that you've been working from for the past fifteen years. Well, yeah. this is the time to step up and go and buy their supplies. You know, I remember that somebody posted a picture 
I think it was two, three weeks ago of one of the, one of the biggest coffee shops, you know, in Palo Alto, they were selling their toilet paper. Right. They were basically selling, and it, just as a way of, you know, and it's, it's, it's just unbelievable what's happening. Do you see the city changing or evolving as a result of this pandemic? So let's talk about the day after. Right. So, uh, you know, definitely we'll see a lot of businesses close. You know, I think it, that's throughout the South Bay, we're already seeing some businesses that say, you know, Clark's and Mountain View said closed after 75 years. You know, wow. there are businesses that were barely making it by before this that now are saying, you know, you know what, we're not going to reopen. Um, that, that really hits me hard, but yeah. so... It's, it's going out and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I'm publicizing the restaurants that are still open and trying to make a go yeah. of it at, at however they can. Definitely, we will see a change. You know, I do think, at least for Sunnyvale, we're, we are very well placed to come out of the recession that, that's here. That, that being said, you know, I wish I had a crystal ball to say, you know, this company will make it and this company can't. And who really needs financial assistance right now? Um, I'm so, happy to see, yeah. see. I'm happy to see a lot of them change. You know, it's like some of them are even selling. You know, selling part of the of the food that they get from from their suppliers. So selling eggs, yeah. selling bread, selling milk, just to trying to make a go of it, as well as provide you know additional foodstuffs into the community. Totally. So, so if there was one thing that you could, you know, that if every person in the city would now hear you, what would be one thing that you would tell them right now? So, you know, from, from a business standpoint, go out and, and see the restaurants. Go, you know, go order at your favorite restaurant. Go find a new restaurant. That's really critical. You know, they're having a hard go of it. You know, a lot of the smaller businesses have already sheltered that, that if they weren't as seen as essential, they've sheltered. Um, you know, one of, our, one of our bookstores is actually doing home deliveries now, which had never done before, trying to pivot to make sure that they can still provide yeah. you know, some services into the community. Uh, but, you know, in from a, from a message to people, you know, make sure that they, you know, feel safe, you know, make sure that you're, health, that you're healthy, that you're mentally, both physically and mentally healthy, getting out of the house and walking around the block, staying socially distanced from people, but, but making sure that you don't feel completely cooped up is critical, yeah. you know, because in what people have done as far as, you know, social distancing has made a difference. Uh, and we see, we're finally seeing the numbers flat oh, yeah. as far as the number of ca- cases in the community. But that, that being said, you know, it's, it's difficult for everyone, but we will get through this. Definitely, definitely. So Larry, we, we have to stop shortly. Thank you again for taking the time to do this. I have to ask you one more thing and I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot. What are three words that you would best describe yourself as or that you think other people would describe you as? Sure. Um, let me, let me, I would say compassionate, you okay. know, um, inclusive. My, my outreach into the community has been, you know, it, a lot of, a lot of the people, you know, have really appreciated that whether or not it's the, and, and Sunnyvale is very diverse, you know, sure. 50% of the people weren't even born in the U S 50% of the people in 50% in, of Sunnyvale, really 50% of Sunnyvale, you know, for are from Europe, for, are from Asia, from around the world, you know, Canada, wow. Mexico, all over. And so 50% of the more than 50% weren't even born in the U S and so, you know, making sure that they feel inclusive and things always are happening. You know, it's like at the federal level, especially making, you know, reaching out to those churches, to those different sure. you know, groups, 
you know, going to a Nepali New Year. So next week is, is you know, Nepali New Year. Um, they, they're not having their festival. I was the first council member to, to come to one of their events that they've been having in our city for 15 years. So making sure uh-huh. that, that the entire community feels good, you know, reaching out to the Iranian church when, when, you know, our president kind of pointed fingers at Iran, you know, about a month and a half ago, two months ago, making right. sure that, that they feel, you know, that they're part of our community and that the sure. mayor is ready to listen to whatever their issues or concern are Definitely. Is, is really important. Um, and then, so definitely, you know, compassionate, feeling out, uh, feeling how, how I can help out in the community, you know, uh, inclusive. And I would say, you know, just generally, you know, um, making, uh, what would be the last word? Uh, I would say um, positive, you know, m- you know, trying to keep a positive feel. For I love everyone. it. You know, I, I, I love being part of our city. You know, and and one of the things that I've always tried to do is make sure that that everyone feels that they've been heard. You know, and you might not be happy about what I say, but but I meet with you know have weekly office hours, and now they move to virtual office hours. Yes. Uh, but but keeping that positive outlook that that we will get through this, and we can deal with every issue. You know, it's like it's like being an even keeled you know leader, making sure that that everyone feels fine, feels safe you know, keeping that positive outlook of whatever happens, we will get through it. I love it. Larry, thank you so much for taking the time. This is fantastic. I'm, ha- I'm happy to do it. You know, it's, it's always good to talk to people and, and talk about, you know, the good our city is doing and, and whatever change I can do, you know, making sure that people are, are feeling good about Sunnyvale and about the Bay Area. I love it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have a good day.